Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's good, y'all? It's Colway, Gold Cupid himself. You rocking with the Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. Bye. Hey guys, it's Bree Salisbury, founder and lead designer of BS & Co., bringing you all things luxe in Memphis, Tennessee and beyond. And I am here with my girl, Ina Esco, at Verbally Effective Podcast. Hello there, it's your double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. This podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment, with a Memphis focus. That's right, I'm talking to all of the movers and shakers out here in the city of Memphis in the community doing their thing. Before we get started, I want to send a huge shout-out to the Consortium MMT, the Talent Development Center. Also, my team, Patrick, Brandon, Ari, and Morel. Let's jump right in with episode 212, ladies and gentlemen. And I have someone here. You may have, you know, frequented his dentistry a time or two. You may have gone to one of his amazing curated events a time or two. I am talking about Dr. Derek D. Pain, how are you? Hello, pretty good. How are you doing today? I All am right. lovely. I'm lovely. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time out to come to my podcast today. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. First of all, let me thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I saw Gerald Richardson doing his. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you told me about it, and I said that's something that I would love to be a part of. Is this your first podcast? It's my first podcast. Yes. Especially I love in when person. Say that. I've been, been on one through telephone and things mm-hmm. like that, but vers- definitely in person. So Thank you for the invitation. Awesome. Well, you know what? I, I know that you are a pillar here in the Memphis community. You, I mean, you are about the community as well. And, you know, I see that through your posts on social media. I know a lot of people that are intertwined and connected with you. And I just want to give you your flowers today because you have been doing an amazing job well, out I thank here. You. I thank you. I You're thank welcome. You. You're thank welcome. You. But let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Derek right. D. Payne. Wait, what did D stand for? Deshaun. Okay, Deshaun. Yes, my husband's middle name, Deshaun, okay, too. Okay, well, he's a special guy. Also, he right? is. He is. About. He Sounds is. Great. Now, what part of Memphis are you from? Well, it's funny you say that with me being a pillar of community. So, you know, some people are just, you know, one one neighborhood, you know, two neighborhoods. But I was kind of, gro- I grew up around the entire city. Of course, I was born into Orange Mound. My mom, okay. her family side of the family, we all grew up in Orange Mound. 
And then so during that time, I went through my earlier, you know, elementary schools year in Orange Mound. Then we moved to South of Memphis. Okay. So that's how I ended up in Irwa, at Airways and Colonial. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, my kids even kid me, they want to know how I know so many people mm-hmm. because pretty much <laughs> every year I was going to a different school because we, oh, wow. you know, we were moving at different times. So I had a chance to just meet people all over the city mm-hmm. and then finally slowed down once I got to Hamilton and, you know, of course, went all three years there. So mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. So I grew up in Orange Mound. You know, Orange Mound in my blood. I'm a little different. Orange Mound and South Memphis usually don't lock up, but I got both of them in my blood. Okay, so, that's good to have. Both of them in your blood. So my car is good on both sides. <laughs> Everybody know. can't say that. There you go. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so that's you went to Hamilton. I did. Tell me what you were into over there at Hamilton High School. Well, first and foremost, I played football. Okay. I, was, I was an athlete, so I started playing football. In my earlier elementary school years in Magnolia uh, Elementary, we had a Pee Wee football team there. Mm-hmm. So I was um, play football, and of course, uh, I, you know, was great in my school work also. So I was good, you know, on the honor roll and the honor society and mm-hmm. things like that. And I even kind of start, which it wasn't until my um, my senior year, I ran for Mr. Hamilton. So a lot of okay. people didn't know that I had a little singing in me. So I, okay, that was my first it. time sing, singing. So I sang. So what did I you kinda, sing at the Mr. Hamilton? Believe it or not, I sang Luther House Not Home. OMG. Even a lot of my family, my cousins, they even kid me. Now they didn't even know I could sing. They was there. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, sung that song, House Is Not a Home. So that was kind of mm-hmm. my first singing thing. And not singing the choir at my church, singing at weddings and various things like that. And that could be one of the reasons that kind of, you know, wanted me to kind of get into the entertainment field also. Okay. With my love of music. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in South Memphis and Orange Mound, my mom and them, you know, we grew up on the OJs and the mm-hmm. Isley Brothers and all that. So music was instilled into me. And that's, I guess, I just kind of yeah. kept it from there. Memphis, that, I mean, not Memphis. Music is that one thing that, you know, it just takes you to a place. Like, and, and it, it never leaves. You. It That's never true. leaves you. That's true. So That's I, true. I can understand that. Now, you mentioned football. Mm-hmm. What position you played in football? I played run, run, running back was my main position, but mm-hmm. I pretty much played it all as a punt return. I played on defense. At Hamilton, if you were a pretty good athlete, you really didn't come off the field. So I, I played on both sides of the ball. But college, I was able to go to college on a football scholarship by playing punt return and running back. So running mm-hmm. back was my main position, but I also played other positions also. And I see that you attended the same school that my youngest sister, Tara, attended, Vanderbilt. I did. Yes, How ma'am. was your experience at Vanderbilt University? Well, if you look at my past, <laughs> Orange Mound and South Memphis, <laughs> Where you know how we came up, mm-hmm. poor environment. Going to Vanderbilt, where you yes. where you went into where kids were, you know, rich kids. Privileged. I mean, at, at that time, we we went to school with Ross Perot kids, wow. millionaires, billionaires who could write one check and pay for their mm-hmm. uh, tuition. Versus you know me and my guys who you know great friends with. We came in not having that opportunity. But the thing about it, we were just blessed to have the opportunity. So you know we had the we had the mindset of God put us in this environment. We'll find a way to get out of it. So it definitely was a big big experience. It wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't even tell you what my GPA was the first semester. Wow. Okay. Welcome. Okay. The thing about it (laughs) is all about if you get an opportunity and you kind of learn how to um, get into that environment and survive, you can eventually Mm -hmm. come out and have a great GPA when you graduate. So that's how it kind of worked out for me. I understand. But it was a great experience. I love Nashville. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to go to Meharry, but I wanted to come back here and go to dental school here. So I came came back home then okay. and went here. So what made you want to get into dentistry? Great question. When I was in high school, I had a chance to 
to attend some summer programs that were kind of directed toward minority students. You know, they were giving minority students a chance to to come and go through these summer programs right at UT. Mm-hmm. Just let you know how God worked. I started those programs in the 10th and 11th grade. And, you know, it was from students all over, East High School, Whitehaven, Hamilton. They kind of selected students who were interested in medical careers. Mm-hmm. So I had the chance to listen to a guy by the name of Dr. Wisdom Coleman. Mm-hmm. And his office was right there at Elvis Presley and Macklemore. Mm-hmm. Sonia Braxton, she runs his office now. But he was one of the first prominent black dentists here in the city. So just hearing him talk about dentistry, mm-hmm. of course, football was still my thing. Just like every other young man, my, my dream was to go play professional football. Okay. You know, I can take care of my family, you know, but things like that. But I heard him talk about dentistry. And I said, even as a 10th and 11th grade, that if my football dreams don't work out, there's something that I would want to eventually go into. Mm-hmm. So tables turn the same location where I started off going to those summer programs. I circled back and end up going to dental school at, at that wow. same place. So, you know, God was all in the making and, you know, I started, you know, just hearing about dentistry at that program. Okay. So um, as far as the football piece, though, so mm-hmm. that just... You know, he was like, nah, NFL, nah, I want to do the dentistry stuff. Well, I would say that, but one thing, I tore my knee. My, it was an injury. My, my sophomore year an playing injury. against Mississippi State. No. Uh, first game of the season, I tore no. my knee. So I had to sit out that entire season. But I still, mm-hmm. good news, I still came back, you know, was able to play another three years. I redshirted that year, so I still had three more years on my mm-hmm. scholarship. Okay. But me being a part of the mindset, I looked at that was my chance to be able to kind of start focusing on my books, you know, mm-hmm. being able to learn how to study here and all. So even though it was a setback on the football scene, it did give me a means where I can kind of learn, continue to learn how to focus mm-hmm. on my books and, and end up graduating and, and did what I need to do. But after I tore my knee, I really wasn't that yeah. superb player that I was at that time. Still played but I was a little mm-hmm. little slower just because, you know, because of my knee and all. But I got you. And, so my mindset was just to enjoy the atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, be blessed that I was still on my football scholarship and just try to make the best of it from there. Yeah, and and before we get into the, the dentistry component, I want to talk about Nashville for a minute because you were there going to school when Nashville looked totally different from what it does today. Definitely. Are you surprised at the advancements they've made and how fast they've happened? Believe it or not, I wouldn't say I'm surprised because Nashville has always been a, a college town, a, a mm-hmm. thriving town. Now, I'm, I'm kind of surprised how they didn't kind of left, took off so far and, and left Memphis behind mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, when you go there, it seems like you, you don't even look like you're in the same state in a sense. But, right. you know, different factors have, have played upon that. But even at that time, you know, Nashville was still a, now at, at that time, I thought it was boring because, you know, we had so much fun in high mm-hmm. school when we was here. Then I go there and you, you don't have no places to go and right. you know, people weren't doing what we were doing in a sense. So I thought it was a boring place. But, mm-hmm. but you know, just from the looks of I know that they, they're definitely doing some great things, but I'm not surprised that they've done that because I think a lot of college students stayed there and they, you know, was able to get good jobs and just kind of mm-hmm. add on to the economy. And yeah. then, you know, you get an NFL team that come in and that kind of takes you to another level too. So yeah. I'm not surprised that they're doing what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you went to dental school and how was that experience going? went to dental school. Was it everything that that gentleman, you know, had said to you in that program? Was it all of those things that he had talked about? It was all of those things. Plus, it was it was tougher. Oh. Now, keep in mind with, with, with dental school, I just my class, you know, it 
average class may be 80 to 90 students, but it's probably just going to be six of us in there, three okay, or four of us in there. I was about to ask you so, about that percentage. You know, so 5% of us, 95% of, of the other race. So mm-hmm. it really wasn't a whole lot of us in. So that was even a challenge there. And then not to mention, and I'm not making no excuses, a, a lot of them were prepared a little more. You know, they probably went to a lot of private schools or, mm-hmm. you know, could, 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 had a better education than some of us. So we was a little, little behind anyway. But once again, that same attitude that I took at Vanderbilt that mm-hmm. if I get in this place, I'm going to find out how to survive. I'm going to link up and, and you know, we helped each other out. And eventually we all graduated past our boards and all of that, too. So wow. it was a challenge. But, you know, but now I think more and more black students are in the classes now. Still not a great percentage, but more than when we were. So the experience was great. It was still mm-hmm. tough. But luckily I was at home, so I had family here, yeah. you know, that I could call on. And, and it, it, it was a great experience. Okay. Yeah, but tough at the same time. How, how many years is dental school? Dental school is four years. That's a long time. So it's like going to get another degree. It is. So four years of, you know, going through college. And then, of course, I, when I go speak to students, I, they, I ask them how long do they think it takes to become a dentist. So I didn't know, you know that. You got 12 years with high school, then another four with um, with college, and then another four with dental school. That's so a big a commitment. Year. So it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But it's let's, done all the time. Look, let's talk about... Um, what I'm seeing on my social media as I scroll, I'm seeing a lot of people getting, I would say, the Hollywood smile now. Mm-hmm. Do you have people mm-hmm. wanting mm-hmm. to come to your office to get the white Hollywood smile? Definitely. That's that's the that's the going thing now. And how long has this been the going thing? I would probably say probably about four or five years ago it, it finally took off. Now, keep in mind, people were getting crowns. A veneer is just nothing but a crown. A veneer pretty much goes on the front part of your tooth okay. versus a crown encircles the entire tooth. Okay. So a lot of people, you know, you just kind of shave down the front and then you submit veneers to the front of your teeth. Uh-huh. Now, people wasn't getting... 20 like they're getting now. But they're they're getting, the they getting, getting the whole thing. They're getting the whole thing. Every tooth up top, every tooth on the bottom. That's expensive, and, and isn't it? It can be, it'd be expensive. But a lot of people these days, they, you know, say they financially doing, you know, can do it. Mm-hmm. And they commit to sacrifice to do it whatever way that they can. But it's definitely a popular thing now. Wow. And you yeah. have the composite veneers. Mm-hmm. So what is the difference with that? So a composite is a white filling. You know, okay. when we grew up, we didn't have no white filling. They were putting all the silver fillings in our mm-hmm. mouth. A little silver filling. When you open your mouth, you see all it. You see all uh-uh. the silver. But later on, they created a composite, which is a white filling. So now you have a lot of people that come in and they say, take all my silvers out and put white filling because they're the same color as the tooth and you really can't see them. Mm-hmm. So that that's a filling material. But the veneers are actually made of porcelain. Now you can do you can you can put a por- I mean a composite filling over the front of a tooth too. But the majority of them that they're doing now are actually com- porcelain veneers that you're putting on versus the composites. They keeping you busy, Doctor Pine. Keep me busy. Yep. Yes, because I see they want that Hollywood smile. And I would even say you have some people, for instance, like you was asking me, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much do it all: the root canals, the fillings, the dentures, the extractions. But a lot of those people who do. 
the veneers, that's pretty much all they do. So, you know, you're not going to go there and get a root canal done because okay. their specialty is just giving the Hollywood smile, right. doing a composite. If they need a extraction or a root canal done, they'll send them to somebody else, then they come back and do it. And then these days, with, with everybody kind of getting, you even have dentists that are even, people that are not dentists that are putting braces on. What? That are doing these fillings and all of that. That are not dentists. You know, some, some of them are not, are not even dentists. I had a patient come in the other day, had a full mouth of braces, and I asked her, well, who is your orthodontist? She was like, well, no, nah, I went to this place next door to Walmart over in the oh hill, and they put my braces on. So, you know, you got They people. out here scamming folks' well, they, mouths. Well, they kind of no. And, and, and I ain't going to really just call it scamming because sometimes you can go and take courses to teach you how to do those things. But don't you have to be board certified to well, do what to, you do? You pretty much need to be board certified. Yes. I'm not going to knock anybody's, anybody's hustle. <laughs> ah, that's what no. you do. That's what you do. But I will tell the patient that I would advise that they maybe go to somebody who's more professional because, you know, you do need to have that professional touch down. <sighs> I never thought about that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when you have a, a beautiful smile, that just really does something to your confidence. Can you speak to some of the transformations that you have seen with people just with their confidence in just changing their lives right. with their smile? Well, one of the first transformations that I uh, did was probably about about eight years ago, eight to ten years ago with Mike Evans Okay, on, on uh, K97. I don't know if you were at uh, clear yes. channel at that time yes. there was a guy walking around one of our security guys walking around with no no teeth in his mouth he had got a, kind of got into a fight I remember that knocked, knocked out all of his teeth so Mike Evans called on me okay. to um, and I, he had a nickname I can't think of what his nickname was but anyway knocked out all of his teeth he got into a fight so he was walking around like that for about probably around 10, 10 years mm-hmm. so Mike called me and asked me would I do a transformation for him so just the fact of him coming in and but we did partials on him he still had a few teeth that we can connect partials and stuff to because he didn't have a not enough for a bridge to go to. So we did partials, but mm-hmm. and I show you the pictures later because I still got in my phone. But it, mm-hmm. it just goes from night to day. Mm-hmm. But you know that just instilled a lot of positiveness in him. He's real confident. You know, mm-hmm. at first he wasn't talking a lot, but he started talking and expressing yep. himself. And and then he actually, I think he ended up finding a better job. I think you know he's not doing security over there anymore. So mm-hmm. it gives you a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, it's like a change your life. Change a lot, and, and sometimes you don't even have to go the the veneer route. Just getting some whitening done, mm-hmm. or getting the cleaning done. Any any little bit would change a lot because you got a lot of people that, that walk around don't smile a lot because of their mm-hmm. smiles. And eventually, when they can get in and get some things done, it definitely adds yeah. a lot of positiveness to them. There's their some life. people that don't even go see the dentist exactly. out here unless they're hurting or something like that. Unless they have to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I had a friend who. You know, issues with insurance. Um, she would go to UT, to the dental school, for them go. to, mm-hmm. the students to operate on her mouth. There you go. That happens all the time. Of course, remember, I was a student there. So they their 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 services are cheaper. So you, it, may exactly. take, it may take a long time, but it may be half what private practice. You know, let's say, for instance, private practice may charge you $100 to pull a tooth. I'm just using that as an example. You can go to the dental school. It may just have to pay $25. Mm-hmm. But it may take you two or three weeks to get in and, and things like yeah. that. So it's a little slower, but it's definitely a great thing to do. But that's how we, our first two years in dental school, we just pretty much doing book work. But our last mm. two years, 
We actually have a clinic over there, and patients come in from all over the city, from Arkansas, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and, and that's how you get your point because you have to have a certain amount of, you know, you got to do a certain amount of extraction, got to have a certain amount of crown to mm-hmm. graduate. So that's how we're able to, to wow. learn our skills and be able to do things like that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have private dentists who are overlooking us or surgeons and things like that. So it's not like we're working on our own. Mm-hmm. You got a network. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about this event strategist <laughs> world. Okay. Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. Excuse me. Now, you are a whole event strategist out here in the city and have been doing it for how long? I've been doing it since 2002, but I actually kind of okay. started even when we were in college. We used to have events at Vanderbilt. We used to invite the students over from TSU and Fitz. So we kind of did some things even when I was in college. But my first event here, I did it back in 2002. That's when I graduated from dental school in 2000. I went to Knoxville for two years and did a generous practice residency. You know, dentists, we, don't, we can just come right out of dental school and go ahead and find a job. And most medical students, they have to go do a residency. Mm-hmm. So, But we do have the opportunity to do a residency also. So I went there for two years in 2000 and came back here in 2002 and opened up my Whitehaven practice. So at that time, one of my good friends and high school classmates, Kylan Chandler, he had a barbecue restaurant I called, called River City Barbecue. Yeah. And I was opening up my dental practice. So we decided to have like a celebration for both of our businesses. And we had had a big party at the Auto Zone, mm-hmm. so that's how the party thing. We were just kind of celebrating our bid. It was called the River City Promotion of Gala, mm-hmm. and we were we would showcase businesses around the city and all. And so that's pretty much how the the party thing kind of started on my end. The event thing started. So once that done, people were asking me, "When are you gonna have your next event? When are you gonna do the next thing?" You know. So that's pretty much how it came about. And one of your signature events is the Jingle Jam it is. around mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. every year. Tell me about that event. It's a uh, it's an annual Christmas party that we do. And then once again, it started out being just because not only do I try to, I don't, I don't want to always take and charge people for events and all. So once a year, I do a big celebration, like an appreciation type thing. So that's what the Jingle Jam started out being, just an appreciation event. So I printed up tickets, gave them to all my people, and probably invited about 2,000 people <laughs> out to Rain. That's when Rain was, I remember was open Rain. out there in Frasier. So, and just, you know, just free tickets. So everybody showed up. So that's what the first Jingle Jam was, and it kind of sparked, you know, just built up, built up, and started becoming one of the, you know, best Christmas events here in the city. And of course, yes. there's not, it's, you know, so many people come. There's not a lot of location that can hold it. So the, we always do it at the Cook Convention Center, which is the Renaissance now. So that's the last yeah. thing that we had. Because you and, got numbers at your Jingle Jam. Well, I guess huh? you can say that. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. You do. And everybody be looking forward to it. You yes. know, a good time. Good thing about and what my passion is, I love bringing people together. You know, I'm not no one-dimensional type person. I give you an example. I'm an alpha. Play mm-hmm. alpha, alpha. Okay, you know, my you brother. You got some people who that's all they were hanging with is alphas. But mm-hmm. me, my best friends was Kappas. I had great friends who were Qs. You know, mm-hmm. so I reach out to everybody. Everybody is pretty much VIP in my sense. So mm-hmm. I don't just you know limit myself to to one. I try to include everybody, and I think that's what a lot of people like about our events that we put on is that we're all inclusive. We invite everybody, and we're gonna show every. Everybody love and yeah. and kind of go from there. And people feel more comfortable when a, a, an event is welcoming like that, right? There you go, definitely. You know, you definitely. don't feel like you walking into a, you got to have your Gucci on. You <laughs> right, know what right. I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Let's talk about, um, I guess, uh, the event 
planning side um, of Memphis, Tennessee, a lot has changed over the years. You have new players now. Um, A lot of millennials have jumped right on in, Mm -hmm. Gen Zers, with different ideas, different concepts. Um, How have, have you seen the event planning space change over the years? Well, I kind of go all the way back to uh, guys who, like P. Garrett, who was mm-hmm. doing things like before us, P. Garrett. Just so happened my office is right next door to Fred Jones. So Fred mm-hmm. Jones, you, we know what he does with the mm-hmm. Southern Heritage Classic and bringing in. So I've kind of I kind of watched those guys and saw things that they kind of did, and that gave me, you know, I, I talked to them about events and how, how to do this and how to put on. So, you know, it hadn't really much changed. It's just, you know, of course you have to change with the times and all. And then I do see a lot of lot of younger people kind of getting into events. And then, not to mention even people like myself, you know, you got Curtis Givens, you got mm-hmm. Cynthia Daniels who are doing great things here. And, and we support one another. And, you know, we see other people who at our events or at their events. So, you know, and I'm just throwing those two names out because those are some of the people that kind of do it on the level that we do it. But I think it's a great thing. And then I even like to see the DJs coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about my event. I love being able to give the DJs an opportunity or people, you know, we're going to talk about 901 Live, giving them mm-hmm. an opportunity and a different experience with the singers and all of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a great thing. And I think a lot of the, lot of the younger generation are bringing in some new innovative ideas that are going to mm-hmm. kind of continue to take it to another level. Yes, indeed. And yep. you mentioned 901 Live. I see my, my good buddy, Gerald Richardson, on the roster, Karen mm-hmm. Brown, Bird. Yep. Tell me about how you came up with the concept for 901 Live. Now, of course, I've used several of them at, at some of my individual events, but I always had a dream or a vision where I wanted to do like a summer series. And, of course, when you hear summer series, concert summer series, it normally be, you know, you bring in people from different places. You may, and I'm just throwing out an example. You have all kind of different entertainers that come in. So I wanted to do that, but I wanted to use our local people, mm-hmm. you know, people who we go see and love and yeah. prevail. We got a lot of talent lot here. Of, uh, a whole lot of talent here in Memphis. And, of course, we've always had a lot of talent here. But I wanted to, to come together and give them an opportunity where it can kind of be a straight concert environment, mm-hmm. you know, where we you had a theater, you know, like the like the Landers Center or the Orpheum Theater, even though we're going to do ours at the Hollering. So that was just my vision of wanting to bring them together to do a summer series, but also to showcase our local talent, both up and coming talent as well as season talent, the same thing. So that's where that dream came Because you have three series. Three series, So tell us the talent on each three of those series. So it's going to take place July, August, and September. July, we kick it off with... uh, Karen Brown is on that ticket. Kashif is on that ticket, mm-hmm. and and then Bird Williams. Mm-hmm. Now, Gerald, Gerald was on that ticket, but of course, you know, Gerald works with Cameo. Cameo. So. Cameo came back and told him that they needed him on that date, so Gerald had to kind of pull out, and we mm-hmm. added someone else on to it. But eventually, okay. we'll add Gerald back to it. But Gerald was on that ticket. But we have Kashif, Bird Williams, and Karen Brown, and mm-hmm. they both have their own individual style. I don't think they've even been on a stage together. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, and the people are very, very excited about. It. So yeah, yeah, that in July. 
August, we have Jante Mayon. She's mm-hmm. another singer. She does a lot of stuff at BB at BB King. She called. She's she called. called. We got her, and we have uh, Larry Springfield is mm-hmm. on that ticket He's as well as Jay Book. Show. Oh, Jay Book. My wife yes. and I, we were at uh, Manhattan, and never I had never seen Jay Book perform. I said, "Baby, this this guy is yeah. pretty hot. Oh, you know, he gonna so, give you a show now. Get, like, all these people give you shows. So mm-hmm. Jante Mayon, Jay Book, and Larry Springfield is on that one, and then on the uh, uh, third show, which is Labor Day weekend in September, we have a young lady named Sharice. She, she's a part of Mark Malone Band. Who's, okay. He's the house band for all three shows, so everybody will play with Mark Malone Band. So Sharice, Courtney Little, and then Stephanie Bolton on the last show. Oh, that's a good one yeah. right there. So I pretty much just kind of, re- even though we have you know, all tons of singers around, I kind of reached out to people who I've kind of used before just to kind of kick things off. But the mm-hmm. goal would be to add more and more as it goes mm-hmm. on, to add more and more people and just that's the reason we call it 901 Live because we just want to kind of continue to showcase the talent here in the 901 but my vision would be once Memphis support 901 Live somebody in Nashville may say man we would love we know Memphis is rich with talent why don't you bring them here for, for a series 615 uh, Live there you go or Birmingham or St. Mm-hmm. Louis or whatever just to continue to show that so that's what the gotcha. vision is but if God don't lead us to the vision we're just going to enjoy 901 Live okay I, I think, you know, God moves in mysterious ways. No you know, it could be something, you know, even more bigger and better than you're even imagining. There you so go. There you, go. you just got to keep on moving That's with it. it. Yes. It. Yeah. So how can people it. get the tickets for 901 Live? Well, no, they can get it. With the Hollywood Center, we have to go through Ticketmaster. So they can go online okay. on Ticketmaster and get them. And then, of course, if you want to avoid all the fees with Ticketmaster, you can actually go straight to the Orpheum box office to get them. Mm-hmm. And the July uh, is already on sale. We just kind of adding them on sale as we go. Next month, we're going to put the August one on sale and then the following month, the September. But mm-hmm. the July one is going well. Tickets are going well. And there's still a few left. It's only a 300-seater, you know, because we didn't mm-hmm. want to just start too big. But, but, that's a nice but just intimate. the fact of giving them an idea to be on the stage mm-hmm. with a live band and kind of give them mm-hmm. that same, that real concert feel, yeah. that's why I'm kind of excited That's about. a nice spot. And, and the Halloran, is. is this your first time booking a Halloran? Well, the, the theater part. The I, theater. I had a few free events. I have another event called the Old School Prom, mm-hmm. which as people, you know, I was doing the events mm-hmm. and people start seeing their kids going to the prom mm-hmm. and seeing all these pictures they came and said, man, why don't you put together Old School Prom? So mm-hmm. we've done several of those. We had one of those at the Holland Center a okay. few years ago. So okay. it's a great place. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. I'm looking forward to it. that's where you come in there because yes. you're going to be the first host for the first I'm one. I'm going to first host the first one yes, with Karen and the crew. Yeah, so I'm excited. so much. They, the you singers already probably know. They want to come out Look, look, look. I'm, I'm going to make everybody comfortable. <laughs> to have them, you know, laughing a bit. But, you know, it's all about the Memphis talent there here. And, and I applaud you for... Shining the light on them because, like I said, we have so much talent here in the city. And, you know, I, I like the fact that a lot of them, con, you know, commit to staying in Memphis right. and making Memphis this great entertainment hub. There you go. There you so, go. And that's what it's all about. It's all about investing in others. Yeah. You know, Stephanie Bolton, I was at uh, Sugar Shack a few 
few weeks ago, and she kind of talked about that and just kind of thanked me, you know, for yes. just investing them, even though she didn't have to do it because, you know, that is what my vision about is try to invest in our own because if we don't invest in our own, well, it's someone older right. or younger who will. So that's what it's really yes. all about, investing into them, giving them a different experience. I even set it up to where they did a live photo shoot, mm-hmm. you know, I on the sun and those pictures. So I wanted them to just to do mm-hmm. something different. And the, the crazy thing that I found out about that, Gerald and Karen, they kind of did a photo. They showed up at the photo shoot together because they were scheduled to do those things. But mm-hmm. Gerald told me they really hadn't even really met each other. You know, you would think after all these uh, years, think out of all those years, all the they circles actually, they run all in, all the circles, but they doing so many different things wow. individually to where when they got a chance to come together, he said, "Man, me and Karen have never sat down and talked." You know, I, of course, I, we knew each other, but we just had never had the chance to, to talk. So that mm-hmm. was a great thing because that's what I'm all about: bringing people together, yes. even if it's just. For a photo shoot. So mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about at the same time. And just wow. investing in our community, investing in our people. Not saying that they need to be invested in because they, mm-hmm. they're doing their own thing. But I found out that when you invest in others and give more, God will bless you on the back Amen. side. Amen. So Indeed. And, and just look at the, the rich history of uh, the talent and the music of Memphis. There you go. And everybody around the world need to know about it. That's right. Yes. And everybody come here to find out mm-hmm. about it. You know, that's what the Orpheum Theater bring people in from all over the country, you know, with different acts and things like that. So one of my one of my uh, marketing things was, you know, if you thought the New Edition show was hot and Maxwell's show was hot, oh, we're really was. about to have a hot one with 901 Live because we're going to showcase our own same way that we support those promoters. Let's support our own. So that's what yes. it was about. Yes, let's support our own, Memphis. <laughs> let's no support our own. Now, there Dr. Derek D. Payne, Derek Deshaun Payne, I really enjoyed you today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You you had an amazing journey. You're welcome. I want you to let the Verbally Effective audience know how they can continue to follow your journey and support all of your endeavors. Well, I'm very sociable on all the different, you know, social media ways, whether it's through Facebook or Instagram or even just calling my office. And a lot of people, they wonder how I, you know, can can do both. Man, how can you have these events and still be a dentist and all of that? But I guess I look back, you asked me about my high school, I was voted best all around. Mm. Mr. Balance. You know, had my Mr. Popular (laughs) and best dress and also my classmates chose me as best style around so okay. I guess I'm still just that way I just you know I'm the type I, I take a uh, take an opportunity when an opportunity come up I'm going to try to get my best to do it and then mm-hmm. you know whether it's selling apparel gear you know we do t-shirts and got things like that got the merchandise and all of that or throwing an event or being a dentist anything that I'm going to do I'm going to commit to it and try to do it the very best that I can do you ever get overwhelmed I guess I can't I can say that, but what I do, I also, I also take a step back. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, being able to do this for others is, is really what drives me. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can get overwhelmed because, of course, I'm married, been married for 17 years. I got mm-hmm. a 17-year-old daughter, 13-year-old, so I have to I have to balance both, but yeah. I like to include them in it also. You know, my, my daughters, sometimes they come to some of my events just to kind of see what I'm doing, you know, just try to motivate them at the same time. And I also let them know, you know, to, to, to try different 
different things because you never know what one thing will kind of take you mm-hmm. to that level. They so may be following your you footsteps. Oh, my, my oldest, she do want to become a dentist, so okay. we're working on that. And uh, so some, you can get overwhelmed, but I tend to step back and rest. A lot of people don't think I get my rest, but I do get my rest. Believe it or not, in my office, I take a nap every day on my lunch break. Well, wait a minute. My off, my, the doctor who I bought to practice, that's one of the keys that he gave. He said, man, I took a 30-minute nap every day, so I'm still in the same mm. bed. So I get to relax in between my patients. And, and then another thing that I do, even with my dental practice, and I'm not knocking the, the way other people run their dental practice, some people are so, you know, they, they may try to see 100 patients a day, you know, which is cool if that's the way that you want to work. 100 a day? But I, I would rather see my little 25, you know, 20, 25 patients a day and still do do great things versus burning myself out trying to see 100. And I'm just using an example, but you okay. got a lot of people who see 100 patients a day and they may be wait, have patients may be waiting three, four hours before they see, get seen. Uh-uh. So, you know, I'd rather kind of see my 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 low numbers, which yeah. the quality numbers, but also I can see them on time. Require and good don't customer service out because my thing is there. You go. I'm trying to I'm trying to go a long time and practice a long time. Yes, yes. yes I think you got it figured out. I think I do, Doctor Payne. I think I do. I just wake up. The good Lord wake me up every day. I don't even know who coming to my practice. I know he gonna send me some patients. Mm-hmm. I just go see them and be thankful that I can see them and go from there. Your name good out here in Memphis. Well, I appreciate Payne. It, I sure it is. Appreciate it. And I thank you. For, like I said once again for inviting me here. You're welcome. It's a grand experience and I wish you much success and in a way that I can kind of help you out. You talking about sharing, there's nothing. Yes. Pushing the button. Anybody can can share, but in a way that I can support you and tell people that. about what you're doing. And I want to give you props for not letting the radio station crop you in. You say you with someone now that okay. can give you an opportunity to be able to do what Ina wants to do. Yes. You know, so that's yes. really what it's all about, not letting people keep you in, into a circle. Because they will. They will try to do that. They and, will. And some people don't have the wit to, to how they can get out of that circle, but I give you many props for I appreciate it. And that. then keep in mind, you can always go back to that circle if yeah, you need if to. Yeah, if I feel but like There you go, you if know. you feel like it. But I appreciate the way that you went out and, and, and anyway, anyway I can help the radio station that you're a part of, let me know too. I will. Definitely. I appreciate Definitely. it. You know, it's all about, for me as well, uh, shining the light on you amazing Miffy. Right. That's what it's right. all about for me. And, and I, I'm going to add one more thing. Don't think just because, I mean, Derek Payne, we talking about myself, but you already know anything, you have to have a team. Mm-hmm. So give shouts out to my girl like Davina Jones. Yeah. And Davina do a lot of hey, things. Hey, Davina. Davina is the one who make, make me look good, mm-hmm. you know, as well as my team. My wife is very supportive. And then, you know, just have a whole lot of team of supporters who going to go out and share what you're doing and, and know that you're not selfishly doing it for yourself and yeah. they're going to help you out. And so you need my a team, team is great also. My dental practice team, my assistants, my receptionists, all of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how I don't I don't think of myself above that we're all on the same level because we make those things happen together. That's so right. great shout out to my team also. Big shout outs to the team. And, and what's your Instagram again? It's just DocPain24. DocPain24. That's yep. right. Thank you so much, Dr. Derek Deshaun Payne, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you so much. I really loved it. And yes. I want to come back now. You we'll coming back? Talk. Okay. Don't let We're going to do some live stuff. We're going to do some live on location Sounds stuff, okay? Okay. okay? Thank you Sounds so great. much. And I'm even recommend. I told somebody that I was coming. They said, man, I'd love to be on that, too. Okay. We got to so let said, me know okay, who I'll that let is. You know. I'll let you know. Okay. okay. Let me know. Definitely. And thank you guys for tuning in to episode 212. 
of the Verbally Effective Podcast with Dr. Derek Deshaun Payne. Make sure you follow him on social media. Get your tickets for 901 Live at Ticketmaster right now. Also, I hope you guys are subscribed to the podcast, Verbally Effective Podcast, on all streaming platforms. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.